It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The FT. Welcome to FT Analysis. I'm Esther Bintliff, a digital editor at the Financial Times. Nearly 20 years after the World Bank began warning of a looming water crisis, the combination of climate change, a surging population and a growing global middle class is straining water supplies around the world. This week, Najme Bazogma, the FT's Tehran correspondent, reports from the Zayan Darud River, one of the country's most important waterways, which has dried up with devastating effects for the people who live around it. Farmers who worked the fertile lands around Isfahan have had to find a new way to make a living, since the river at the heart of this Iranian city went dry. Instead of raising and selling crops irrigated by the Zayandarud, they are now paid to keep its parched riverbed clean and litter-free. The Zayandarud River, one of the country's most important waterways, has flowed through this ancient city for more than a thousand years, en route from its source in the Zagros Mountains in the west of the country to the vast wetlands of Gavkuni in the south of the Isfahan region. But the riverbed now resembles a vast, gravelly beach, a dead stretch of sun-baked land that winds through the heart of Isfahan, a five-hour drive south of Tehran. No water in this river means I had to leave my farmlands in the town of Vazane, southeast of Isfahan, and work for the Isfahan municipality for 15,000 tomans, or $5.6, per day, says Afshin as he cuts weeds on the riverbed. The drying out of the Zayander means about 40% of the 5 million population in the river basin who depend on agriculture have lost their income, says Mustafa Hajay Farouche, head of the Agriculture Committee of the Isfahan Chamber of Commerce. If this situation continues, they should think of changing jobs, he says. The water that disappeared from the river, a result largely of mismanagement and overuse rather than drought, is stored behind Zayanderud Dam, and diverted for domestic and industrial consumption, leaving the city's 11 bridges standing as symbols of what is missing. Residents say the loss is overwhelming. When I see Zayanderud dried, I feel I am drying too, says Faridun, a 27-year-old taxi driver. The choking of the river has had a profound effect on a city that was built around the Zayanderud, in the same way that London grew up around the Thames and Paris around the Seine. But Isfahan's plight is just one example of a festering water crisis in a country gripped by 14 successive years of drought. Iran is hardly the only country facing a water shortage, but its problems are acute. A growing population and shrinking economy make the situation difficult, but its position at the centre of a politically unstable region, where competition for water is intense, makes it dangerously volatile. Thousands of villages rely on water tankers for supplies, according to local media, while businessmen complain shortages are a daily hazard in factories around Tehran. At least a dozen of the country's 31 provinces will have to be evacuated over the next 20 years unless the problem is addressed, according to a water official who declined to be named. The situation may be even worse than that, says Issa Kalantari, a reform-minded agriculture minister in the 1990s. 
Iran, with 7,000 years of history, will not be livable in 20 years' time if the rapid and exponential destruction of groundwater resources continues, he says, adding that water shortages pose a bigger threat to Iran than its nuclear crisis, Israel or the US. Authorities have warned of the need for water rationing, but so far they are asking only that heavy users cut back. The crisis also raises concerns about the risk of conflict in a country surrounded by unstable neighbours, most notably Afghanistan and Iraq, with water shortages of their own. Water has been a recurring source of friction with each of Iran's neighbours, says David Michel of the Stimson Centre, an international security think tank in Washington, D.C. In the absence of more effective management, I would expect that water issues will continue to be a flashpoint with Iran's neighbours, he adds. The centrist president, Hassan Rouhani, has spoken frequently of the need to tackle the crisis since winning power last year and has promised to reverse the populist policies of his predecessor, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, who is accused by reformist politicians and environmentalists of making the problem worse. But the reforms require money, and Iran is struggling with international sanctions imposed over its nuclear programme. Last year was a really bad year because of sanctions and a lack of sufficient funds, said Ali Reza Parastar, Director General at the Agriculture Ministry, Western officials are also reluctant to offer help on important water conservation measures, say international experts. Supporting those in Iran who wish to reverse environmental management problems and reduce future threats from climate change is in the planet's interest as well as Iran's, says Gary Lewis, a resident representative of the UN's development programme in Tehran. Environmental challenges, especially water, ought to be the real future human security priority for Iran. Iran's problems are largely of its own making. Although it only gets about 200 millimetres of rain a year, a third of the global average, and 75% of its rain falls on only 25% of its area, it has a notable history of water engineering. It has built impressive dams and invented an ancient system of vertical shafts connected by gently sloping underground tunnels that channel water down from higher regions with no need for pumps. But a population that has doubled to 76 million in the last 40 years has put that system under growing pressure as has a changing climate that has seen rainfall decline by 16% over the same period and the growth of industry in arid regions. By far the biggest problem is a system of generous subsidies for water that has encouraged wasteful use for a resource long taken for granted. The problem is most visible in the agricultural sector, which uses about 90% of Iran's water and accounts for about 15% of GDP. With little incentive to use systems that conserve supplies, Iran's farmers have flooded their crops with water pumped from underground sources that are often difficult to replace. Groundwater abstraction nearly quadrupled between the 1970s and the year 2000, according to the UN, while the number of wells rose fivefold. Analysts say more than $100 billion in investment is needed over the next decade to improve irrigation systems and replace water-intensive crops such as wheat. At the same time, Work is needed to curb the desertification and deforestation that has grown at an alarming pace, mainly because of overgrazing of livestock. The country's 85 million hectares of pasture can feed only 37 million cattle, rather than the current 83 million, and over 120 days each year, rather than 200 days, says Ali Mohammed Tamasebi, a senior expert on deserts at the Ministry of Agriculture. Shepherds do not face any limits. Though the roots of Iran's water crisis go back decades, reform-minded academics and former officials say the problem grew much worse under Mr Ahmadinejad, who was president between 2005 and 2013.
In an attempt to court favour with rural voters, he allowed management of Iran's water to shift from the central government to the provinces. Isfahan was a victim of the move. In 2006, Mr Ahmadinejad visited the mountainous province Jahar Mahal Bakhtiari, west of Isfahan, and the source of the Zayandarud River, and announced that the province's farmers would have priority access to use the water over others downstream in Isfahan city and other provinces. The move encouraged farmers to plant water-intensive crops, but as demand grew in the neighbouring provinces of Yazd and Kashan, because of development and drought, the Zayanda River was also used to supply those cities with water. Isfahan farmers began to run short. They reacted by staging protests, some of which became violent, complaining about the diversion of water they considered belonged to them. The farmers have vowed to block any projects which could channel more water toward Isfahan city, Yazad and Kashan. About a thousand farmers in the east of the province last year drove their tractors 100 kilometres to the city of Isfahan and broke valves on pipelines carrying water to the city of Yazd. The protest led to clashes with riot police. There was more unrest in the spring of 2014 when farmers threatened another riot if the river stayed dry. The central government in Tehran promised compensation and said the river would flow in the autumn so they could plant crops. But Ali, a 24-year-old farmer, says his tractor is always ready to head to Isfahan. We want our historical right, which was given to us for thousands of years, he says. I can earn 300 million rials every year if there is water, but now the government is going to give me a compensation of 30 million rials. It is ridiculous. Mr Hajé Farouche says that those who benefited from the previous government's policies are reluctant to give them up. The damage in Isfahan province has already been substantial. Local analysts say tens of thousands of hectares of farmland have turned into deserts. More than 500 million trees have died over the past four years, and land has subsided in some areas by as much as one metre, threatening the city's historical sites. Mismanagement has been far more damaging than drought, says Ali Ahmad Kaika, deputy head of the state-run Department of Environment for the Natural Environment and Biodiversity. We could cope with drought if there was a more efficient management, he adds. Analysts and politicians fear more conflict will erupt. Morad Kaviani Rad, a professor at Karazmi University, says, Iran faces a hydropolitical crisis, which means national crises in the future will be rooted in a water shortage. Isfahan is by no means the only visible sign of Iran's water crisis. Ermia Lake in northwestern Iran is on the brink of an ecological catastrophe. About 95% of it has dried up over the past two decades mainly due to wasteful irrigation practices and drought. The lake stretched over a 5,200 cubic kilometre area, which had 31 billion cubic metres of water in 1996, but now has only 1.5 billion. More than 80,000 groundwater pumps and 37 dams for irrigating farmland in the lake's basin mean more water has left the lake than flows into it. Agricultural yields from the region, meanwhile, have only generated about $1.2 billion a year. Reviving the lake is essential, says Mr Kalantari, the former agriculture minister, who is advising the government on how to save it. We cannot sit idly and witness evacuation of the region, he adds. But the bill, at an estimated $4 billion, would be prohibitive, and it could take 12 years to return the lake to health, he estimates. President Rouhani has ordered the lake to be revived, no matter the cost, in a sign of the new government's determination to tackle the country's water crisis. Ministers have been ordered to draw up a water management system, stop the expansion of farms in arid regions 
and consider actions to discourage the use of groundwater pumps in stressed areas such as Lake Ermia. Analysts say the massive problems Mr Rouhani faces, from international sanctions to stagflation, mean that environmental projects could be forced to take a back seat, even as border tensions over water rights continue to simmer. Water shortages in Iraq have left the Hur al-Azim wetlands in southwest Iran, which is served by the Tigris and Euphrates River, depleted. Meanwhile, Harirud, a border river in the northeast, is affected by extensive diversion upstream in Afghanistan to irrigate farmlands, thus jeopardising the water supply to the holy city of Mashhad, Iran's second biggest city, which is said to face the biggest drinking water crisis in the country. Mashhad will soon be a hostage to Afghanistan, warns Mr Kaviani Rad. The Hamouns in the southeast, three wetlands covering 5,600 square kilometres, mostly in Iran but also in Afghanistan, which should be fed by the Halmand River, have also been mostly dry over the past decade. There are unconfirmed reports that residents of villages around Halmand have started migrating to northern provinces. What would remain of Iran if Ermia Lake, Syanderud and Hamouns are erased from its map, says Mr Kager. The drying up of the Hamouns is equivalent to drying up the roots of a great civilization in the world's east. We have not been good soldiers to safeguard this ancient land, he adds. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.